it. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to This is a Takeover. I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Belmont. And we're here to review AEW's Forbidden Door. But before we get started, how are you doing, Gina? I'm all right. How are you, my dear? I'm good. I'm good. This is a very interesting uh, show that we're about to do for multiple (laughs) reasons, right? For one, this is a huge super show mega i mean it's i feel like calling it just a regular pay-per-view is not like worthy of it i mean this is this is breaking barriers yeah this is companies coming together that have never worked together this is people who everyone like dreamed of wrestling against like matches that were just like dream matches finally happening and it's I agree with you. It's way past just a pay-per-view. This is this is big stuff here. Yeah. This is this is game-changing stuff for the industry. Agreed. And a lot of people are saying that <clears throat> this is the best, like one of the best AEW pay-per-views in its history. And I honestly can say it is up there for sure. Definitely. Um so I mean basically New Japan is something that we don't really have great access to here in the in the states yes right it's true and i will say that the lead up to this show was not very stellar for me with a lot of other factors as to why there yes yes, there were multiple factors for that so like the main one obviously is all of the injuries and Mm -hmm. listeners i said that i was going to make a list of all of the people that were injured. That guy in the uh, in the audience did. <laughs> that poster sure did. I forgot about Get the Get well poster. soon poster. It was great. Guys, there was a... I mean, AEW fans... They're amazing. They are so good at making these signs. <laughs> like, they... I mean, they are all about the video game references and, like, the doing... video game wars Wars with each other with these signs, <laughs> right? Like, it's so much fun. But, like, this one was... By far, I think the best one I've ever seen. It said, get well soon in big, huge letters. And then in the tiniest print imaginable, like just big enough for you to be able to see that it was something. Like to decipher that there was something else written and it wasn't scribbles. It was literally every single person on the injury (laughs) list for AEW. It made me giggle so hard. But it's it's true, though, because I was going to make a list and more people were added to that list like within the last two days before the whole thing even after the pay-per-view like people who were injured going into this or coming out of it right or coming out of it like it was oh my god it was so many people so the card itself a month ago looked completely different than what we actually saw right astronomically which i mean at the end of the day i'm not mad at because the show itself was i think the best version of what it could be for the challenges that they faced with it. Yeah. But the main issue that I have, because injuries aside, like sometimes injuries can't be helped. Yes. Right. And I know that's going to be a talking point that we'll get into later. We're going to get into a good discussion about that. But 
injuries sometimes can't be helped. Yes. But when you have a promotion that your core audience, most of them do know, right? Because AEW fans are not regular wrestling fans. They're not normal marks. Right. Like they are fans who know their pro wrestling, right? They are yes. not just casual WWE fans. They are hardcore we know who every single person on this card is we know and their stats mm -hmm. we know everything about right. even their last trunk color they wore but they have this um group of people which i think you and i fit into this mold right of fans that are not casual but are also not like i don't know every single thing yeah right definitely but like we're educated but we don't necessarily know everything that's right? true. And I think this buildup, they played it as if everybody knew who these people were. Yeah, they didn't get time to really, like, even have vignettes of, you know, little clips of just being like, hey, I'm this person, and this is yeah. what I... Like, there were a couple that got that special treatment, but, I mean, for the most part, I, I was like, cool. You look cool. I'm sorry, I don't know you. But yay, wrestling. <laughs> right. And I think you can get away with that in yes. certain instances, right? But when you have someone like an Okada or a Tanahashi who is yeah. like their John Cena over yeah. there, right? Tanahashi is like one of the best wrestler, Japanese wrestlers of all time, right? Wow. But I know that. Because I watch PWG. Yeah, see, I had right? no clue until you and just I, said that. And I know, and I've heard that name before. And I also listen to other wrestling podcasts. Yes. So I've heard that name thrown out before because there are people who watch it that I listen to, right? Yeah. But they they made no mention. They were just like, holy shit, it's Tanahashi or it's Okada's here. And we're like cool i'm glad you can pronounce it but what does that mean <laughs> you know like plus points for the correct pronunciation right um but yeah like excalibur is normally really good about that excalibur is yeah. normally really like right on it like even just with names of moves you know like but just background stuff like mm -hmm. he's normally really great with that but i don't think like he had either not enough I mean, maybe he had enough time, but, or enough knowledge to really like, yeah, go deep into everyone from New Japan, which is a shame. I also felt a little jip that even the announcer didn't get like the full, like, he just said the names. It's not like he said, like, you know, they weigh this and whatever, but just like, I feel like it could have been more yeah, information on all, not platforms, but like, uh, just in general. Yeah, no, I agree. And I feel like if you have someone or or not just one person, but you had an entire brand essentially that was coming into this new space and you don't you say their name and you say like who they've wrestled mm -hmm. before, but like you don't show us a vignette, like you said, you don't show us a video package, you don't show us really anything yeah. that can make us be like Oh my gosh, John Moxley versus Tanahashi yeah. should be a huge deal. Yeah. Right? But like to me, that match didn't even feel as high a caliber as some of the other matches lower on the card. Yeah. And right? And that was your main event. And the thing that's so interesting is that like especially because it's from John Moxley, like John has his incredible knowledge of 
and, and just connections. Like he has wrestled in Japan for so long. He like, you know, he is mainly the reason that this happened. He and is the forbidden yeah, door. He is the forbidden door. <laughs> no sexual context behind that whatsoever. Not at all. Um, but you know, he, he really does rever- revere the people who work in all industry. Right. Like he really does appreciate all the work with new Japan and everything. But I mean, he was so excited about this. I kind of felt bad because we didn't have the understanding and connection with, with this match because we didn't know them as well as he did. But I mean, Mm -hmm. John sold every time he was like, I'm going to go against them. I'm going to kick his ass. And it's been like, this has been years in the making. Yeah, I agree with you. And I feel like a lot of the wrestlers did that in backstage vignettes and everything. Yeah. But, but I, I don't know. And again, I think we are in a in a minority. That's fair. Here, right? Which that's fair. We totally understand that. And listeners who who are very familiar with New Japan and were like super stoked with all this, I'm like, that's awesome. But I was also super stoked about this without really knowing who these people were. And that's good marketing as well. Yeah, like, that's true. I mean, so it's a double-sided coin honestly like it's a catch-22 um but i will say this show was not as long as double or nothing but it was still five hours long and i'm just i I know that we said this before but aw you gotta figure it out (laughs) like you cannot have four matches on a free on a pre-show that is free right you that, just you just can't that is true i because i just want to run through because i want us to go ahead and get into yeah. into these because we, <laughs> we're gonna sit here and talk about this for like two hours and i don't want and this we don't to want be... to be contradicting of what we just <laughs> exactly we don't want to <laughs> run over like AEW does so there were you heard me right listeners four matches yes on this pre-show now, granted, I am happy that like there it wasn't just an hour of people sitting on, at a round table discussing every single match, uh, right? Like, we don't need to hear that, right? WWE, we don't uh, need to hear that. I don't care who it is, no. right? Uh, but, except, unless it's the Irishman. Well, okay, sure, but, but that's, it, that's it. But other than you that, would no. just hear him read the phone book, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> but so we Take had. That dogs. QT Marshall and Aaron Solo versus Chaos, which I'm sorry, I didn't write down their names, but they are Chaos. Cool. <laughs> They're from New Japan. You had Lance Archer versus Nick Camarado, which two AEW stars going against each other, but mm-hmm. whatever. Interesting. Um, Max Caster and the Ass Boys versus a faction from New Japan, which again, sorry, didn't write it down. There were a lot of names, guys. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of names. Yeah, it's not like we got to sit down and really rewatch this because no it's that, not we as, don't have five hours well it's also not as accessible because no with, and then with wwe it, yeah. like it, it's all on peacock so i can Ugh. go back and watch it again but like with this one person in our group bought it yeah so i didn't have time to go back and watch yeah. it but um and then you had swerve in our glory versus suzuki uh guru i think is what i wrote down anyway suzuki gun sorry yeah um <laughs> which really the only one that's the only one really worth talking about yes. in my opinion i mean they were fine yeah all of those matches were fine i think collectively they i give it them a three they right d- like, they did what they needed to do yeah. and they needed to open the show mm-hmm. um but I mean, Swerve in Our Glory is oh, it is a team that when they were in NXT, I didn't know I wanted. 
No, right? that didn't even cross my mind. It didn't make sense, right? No. Because the way that they were both being marketed, they're like, he is tiny. He is big. He they could, scary, They man. can't go together, right? But like, because it works. Because it's mentality. But also, they are teasing the biggest, oh. biggest breakup I between them. Happen. I really did. I did too, but I'm kind of glad that it didn't. Yeah. Because I think they can play it out a lot more. Oh, no. This, is, this is one of the ones where this could pass as a really slow burn like full mm-hmm. gumbo you know cooking all day <laughs> kind of level of spicy yes goodness yeah absolutely yeah i mean so this one was definitely the best out of the four agreed i mean you know how i feel about max caster like i just <laughs> i i can't with the scissoring like i just <laughs> they are just so enthusiastic yeah and, and that's the joke. I get it. But also it's like, it's, it's very uncomfortable. Kinda. It kind of is. And Ugh. I mean, I get the whole rapping thing. Like it's his, it's his gimmick and he is a good rapper. Like I know he writes his own stuff and yeah. you know, that's great and everything, but cool. I just, when he's his, when he comes out and says, listen, listen. I just want to be like, no, <laughs> I don't. What's that? Austin Post. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I don't want to listen. I will not. My brain will turn off, actually. Immediately, I ignore you. <laughs> Immediately, no. <laughs> just, just no. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. But, um, but yeah, so that was basically the gist of the first four. I mean, you can go, you can go watch them if you want. It's free on YouTube, but... There wasn't anything that, like, completely stuck out to me where it's no. like, no, we got to talk about this. Like, yeah. I mean, the character build for Swerve in Our Glory... But yeah, that's like really honestly all I can really think about. That Which again, my eye. all of those could have just been on a dynamite. Yeah, you know, like any of the ones. I mean, you could have had the ones that had New Japan people in it on a dynamite, like building and, up to this. And you know what? It probably would have been better for Mister Friend, whose wife was in labor. Oh, Okada. Yeah, Okada's wife yes. in labor. He goes, no, nah, I can make it. Yeah, no, that's why he was grounds there. for divorce, hunty. <laughs> that was why grounds he for was divorce. there like only a week before the pay per view, and he just like appeared on the dynamite before, like because like hi. his wife was like, yeah, I probably will go into labor soon, like any minute. Like, can you just like try to be here until you can't be here anymore? Like that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so moving on to the main card. So we have the Jericho Appreciation Society, which this one was Jericho and Sammy Guevara from that faction. And Minoru Suzuki, which we lovingly call Murder Grandpa. Murder Grandpa. And if and listeners Flames on the sides and all over of his head. And listeners, if you if you've seen him, you you know. Just, just, you, just, just Google Just Google him. him. You'll understand. Murder Grandpa. And that was versus Shata, Umna, and Wheeler Yuta, and Eddie Kingston. And basically, the winner of this match is supposed to have the advantage going into Blood and Guts. Yes. Um, that, is, uh, that is, yes. I almost forgot about that. You yes. said that, and I was like, oh, you're right. And I'm just, I mean, again, so many matches. I'm just going to kind of speed through. Go, go ahead. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society wins. So now they have the advantage going into Blood and Guts, which, I mean, the heels always kind of get the advantage yeah. going in. So you kind of thought that that was going to be the case. I mean, every single time where they've had a stipulation like that, they've gotten it every single time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Which is fine. I mean, good match. Yeah. 
really good. I, I will say I'm really seeing Yuta like really come I to character. Love and him. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. He is what I wanted Kyle to start doing. Oh yeah. That is the character development I wanted for mm-hmm. Kyle to have in NXT before everything went down. And he's getting it. And I'm so excited. I really enjoy him. I really enjoy his work he's put in. I'm not going to gush, but I mean, obviously it's because of Regal, but whatever. I mean, of course it's because of Regal. <laughs> and everything he touches turns to gold. That's because he's good at what he does. He's amazing. But yes, Wheeler is, oh, he, he has improved so much since he got here. And really, yeah. he was good when he got here. He was. Um, but there's a drive now. Well, with putting him with black bull combat club i think (laughs) it makes sense though like he didn't make really much sense to me and big and big friends best friends right (laughs) friends big mad big friends it's fine it didn't make much sense just like chris statlander didn't really make much sense to me i know right i know so i i think this is great i think blood and guts is gonna be great so you know i think it'll be good i mean i gave it a three and a half yeah just because i think it was good if good start if this would have been on a card without some of the other matches that were on this card, I think I would have rated it higher. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah because That's an interesting it was still very, very fun to watch because yeah. Min- Minoru Suzuki, <laughs> he forgets, I think, sometimes that this isn't real. Oh, no, no, no. And I think he just and legit we- goes and is like, him, I will murder him. Yeah. And just... Literally, because it was him and Eddie Kingston the entire match. And that's what I love is because I feel the exact that way about Eddie Kingston. There's nothing. And I so was it talk- makes sense. I was talking to dogs about this. If anyone knows the area Yonkers, it is right outside of Pleasantville, New York, and Terrytown, New York. There, my, my dad is from this area. There is no fakeness to eddie kingston's character he is literally just himself and that is what most of the people i'm not gonna say everybody most of the people that i had had encounters with when growing up that's exactly their personality and they would be willing to like just murder you and pour gasoline on you and light you on fire if you did something wrong to somebody that they cared about so even your teammate absolutely (laughs) absolutely so to see them both unhinged like that oh that was fun that's oh, a perfect pairing that was it was I feel great like everybody in this match was paired perfectly with whoever they yes. were paired with and really it was just a brawl like oh they yeah just it there were really no rules to it yeah. you know which has kind of been their mo for the past few matches that jas has done right I'm so just, it makes sense i'm just glad i didn't see crackhead mcgee oh yeah you were very happy about that <sighs> so glad he wore a stupid gold tracksuit that was so he creepy. did appear later though but yeah <laughs> So, yeah, so JAS wins three and a half, is what I say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so our next match is a winner-takes-all match for the tag team titles. So we have FTR, who are, I want to make sure I get this right, because there's a lot of titles the, I'm the, about to yes, say. Yes, So FTR has the AAA yes. and the ROH Ring tag Honor, team yes. titles. Then you have Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn. God. Who have the I, IWGP tag team titles. Mm-hmm. And then you have Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta who are Rapongi Vice. And so you have, it's a three-way winner-take-all match. Now, this match was really, really fun. But there was a quote-unquote worked injury in Where? this match. So um, oh, yes, it was sorry. like a main, oh, yes. main plot point of the whole match. 
So sorry, I- <laughs> Dax Harwood gets injured, and it isn't a, not a lot of attention is brought onto it. So basically, he gets injured about like at the very beginning, honestly, of the match, within the first five minutes, and something with his shoulder, and he yeah. just rolls out of the ring, and. Um, doctors come and they look at him and then they just quietly kind of take him backstage. Yeah. And the announcers are saying, Hey, like Dax Harwood is injured. So he, he may not be, he may not be returning. Yeah. And so you have Cash Wheeler who's just like running the (laughs) ship by himself. He's like, okay, bye. So he's taking to the back. And then about three fourths of the way through Dax comes back out, shoulder taped up. Yep. And they, go forward and end up winning the match. So they now have the, um, Oh God. They have, they have the, they have the ROH, they have the AAA and they have the IWGP. Yes. So the only thing that's left that's under this AEW umbrella now is the AEW tag titles, which the young bucks have now, which yes. So I think that's what it's leading up to. I think that they're going to do a whole Kenny, belt collector thing definitely where they're gonna have all four <laughs> tag titles <laughs> they're not gonna have enough arm room for that. <laughs> but what's gonna happen is they're gonna have two on their on their waist oh there we go and there then we go. two on their shoulders mm. right one on each shoulder because that's kind of how kenny did his that's fair. right that's fair so i loved this match i it thought was it was fun. really fun i just felt like with the worked injury which people are still not sure whether it's real or not because he was taped up during the press conference he had ice on his shoulder and he uh dax tweeted about something about a separated shoulder so no one really knows if it's real or not because ftr is really good at their jobs they are right so i mean we were there mm -hmm. the night that (laughs) cash Almost died. Almost lost his life. Yes. Yeah. Because he almost bled out on the floor. Yeah. So yeah. So I think this is really great because AEW has an incredible ability to do that. Mm -hmm. To just truly make me not know. And after having watched for years, where we can sit there, drink a few drinks, and go, oh this is happening and it's going to happen in about five minutes. Like with WWE, like this is such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. For sure. Sit there and be like, I don't know. And that's fun. (laughs) It's fun. Right. Like it's fun to speculate and be like, is he really injured? Yeah. Is he going to be able to compete? Like, are they going to have to relinquish any of these titles? The whole MJF thing alone was like the start of that. It's a huge mind fuck really. Because you're just like, no idea. Yeah. You have no idea. But I've, I felt like it was maybe this was the plan all along before all of these other injuries came so. about because the way that they told this, I feel like it really helped the story of the match because everybody popped so hard when he came, when back. He came back out. Yeah. Right. So it can work yeah. like a worked injury angle can work. It has to be sprinkled in. It cannot yeah. be every other show. Right. It has to be very specific and it has to fit the story of the match. Yeah. It's and I feel so like this did crucial. Yeah. Yes. And, but it felt weird with all of the other legitimate injuries that were yeah, happening. Like, you it, know, it made me scared, but we'll talk about that. Maybe that heightened the realism. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little method for me. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, so our uh, FDR has all the titles. Um, Woo! 
and I mean, I gave it a four. That's a solid. Like, that was yeah, really solid fun. four. Really fun. So then we move on to a brand new title <laughs> that has come about. So this is for the AEW All Atlantic Championship. So this is Pack versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors. So which fun. can we just give it up for Clark Connors <laughs> for a second? Slow clap for Clark. Can we just pour one out for him, please? Because again. This was not the original opponent. Nope. I can't tell you the name of the person. This was number three? Mm-hmm. This was the third yeah. person to be in the slot. Also, I find it's really funny that they included New Japan in this tournament when New Japan doesn't touch the Atlantic Ocean. But <laughs> that's okay. It's fine. It's okay. Matthew may have brought that up as well. So, <laughs> um, But they have to include them because this is a New Japan event. So yep. I understand. But that got a lot of... Technicality. Yeah. That got a lot of giggles from everybody on the internet. <laughs> um, so, I mean, he did a really good job for having like a week's notice about yeah, this match. I mean... And apparently he is like the Orange Cassidy over there. He's pretty cool, man. Like he is really popular I, I but not as a, a not on the same level as like an okada or a oh. tanahashi as like stardom oh, right well, so see, that's nice then because mm-hmm. then it's like he'll get to go back home and and maybe try things that he wasn't able to try before because of where the crowd saw him oh sure oh that'd be nice so he got like a lot of exposure I feel like, but also he was kind of treated um, like the Oscar of this match, Aww. where like everybody just kind of yeeted him out of the out of the ring <laughs> like every time he came back oh, in. Oh no! He's got a hell of a spear though. He oh, it was, was really really nasty. good. He speared. I think it was Miro through a table. Oh, it was so gross. It was perfect though. It was oh. great. So I mean, this was I mean really really fun. This was fun chaos. Yeah, and I'm so happy that. Pack one, and he finally has a title. He finally has gold, and my goodness, does he deserve it? I mean, I can't remember during his WWE run if he held any of the secondary titles, but I don't remember him having a title since he won the NXT championship. No, no he has not. Yeah, he was really close in the beginning of AEW's run because um, he was one of like the big guys yeah. in the beginning, and then. Everything with COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And so he was stuck over there and it took him a long time to come back. So I'm glad he's back on his feet and that they're giving him exactly what he deserves. Absolutely. He's so good. And you could hear the pop from oh. Newcastle, man. So, I'm sure oh. everybody over there was going Everyone nuts. Like, I love it. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's great. So, oh, talk about watching the AEW show late then. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I follow. Um, there's this group in, in the UK called uh, Wrestle Talk, and I love listening to them. Um, and they are over in England. And they do live reactions of all I've of these shows. I think I've been seeing some of their videos because yes. I think that they were one of the ones, but I'm not going to say anything, mm-hmm. but I think they are one of the ones who reacted and they were like... Not as excited as, as me, but oh, very sure. close. Yeah. So they <clears throat> they do all of these live reactions for these pay-per-views. And, I mean, everything happens live over here in the States. Like, yeah, at like, a, I mean, it's still late, but it's, like, quote-unquote reasonable, yeah. right, for a weekend. Manageable. Mani- well, manageable. That's a good way to put it. It's manageable. <laughs> it's like, Can you imagine starting this pay-per-view? No. Over in the UK, like they get done at like six in the morning. There's no way. Like it's insane. Anyway, and then walking to work. Mm Mm-hmm. No. No. (laughs) Hard no burrito, my dude. So 
So yeah, Pack takes this one and really, really fun. I also gave this a four. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, this is a this is one that you guys need to go back and watch if you it's haven't good. seen it. It it's- is very fun. There were a lot of matches on this card that I feel like were multi-man matches that on another pay-per-view would have been like, okay, this is too many. This is too many specialty matches. But like for this pay-per-view, I felt like it worked. It has to be. Yeah. Well, for you to be able to get everyone that you want to get on this card, you have to do matches like that. Yeah. So moving on, we had our next, speaking of multi-man matches, we had El Fantasmo and the Young Bucks, and that was the Bullet Club, Bullet Club representation, hmm. versus the Dudes with Attitude, <laughs> which was Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo Takagi. Who came up with that one? Which I don't know, but I didn't like it. No. I'm like, you have Sting and Darby Allen, and the best thing you could come up with was dudes with attitude? Like, that, give me a break. That's that moment <laughs> when you're in middle school, and you're put in a group, and you're about to play a game, and, like, you are coming up at the hot last minute trying to come up with a name. And you're like, dudes with attitudes. That literally <laughs> just, I had such a visceral <laughs> reaction. You almost just spat out your water everywhere. Because, <laughs> oh wait. I was back in middle school when you just told that story. Because <laughs> every single time I was in a group, like, uh, what, what's our name? What, what are we name? Um, uh, dudes with attitude. You Pink fluffy unicorns. Exactly. Um, I mean, this one, this one to me wasn't as good good as some of the other ones that were on this card i think it could have gone up a little higher or earlier mm-hmm. yeah in, yeah in, on the card in the list yeah. yeah so like lower on the card than the placement yes sorry i meant earlier as in like near the beginning but sure yes, lower on the card yes. but since it's the young bucks they're not going to be the opener no you know mm-hmm. they own stock in this company okay, you know cool beans which i i mean i enjoy the young bucks i know dogs gives them shit all the time but i i really do enjoy them i follow them on bte which is their youtube channel and i mean they're kind of dicks but <laughs> listeners if you are if you are a avid listener to this show you know that that's what i'm attracted to in you wrestling. are like, i'm attracted you to the are. heels i'm attracted to the bad guys and i just it i don't i can't explain it to you i just damn yeah and for some reason like their style and Bullet Club was even douchier than they are now, if you can imagine it. Oh, gosh. So I was very excited when they posted pictures of, like, of their gear that they had brought back from 2015. Like, the gear that they wore was what they wore in New Japan as Bullet Club members. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's so cool. they keep everything. There's literally boxes in their house oh, I'm sure. of just gear. Right, because all that shit's handmade. You don't want to throw yeah, that stuff no. out. So, so yeah, I love little touches like that. So I was excited because 2015 Young Bucks were insane, right? Yeah. And I mean, not to say that they aren't now, but I feel like they have eased off of that character that they were in Bullet Club. So when they're like yeah. one night only, we're going back to Bullet Club. I'm like, yes, I want to see Let's all of the it. heel tactics, right? So, but like the first thing that we see in this match, you Sting's music hits and he doesn't come out. And then they're like, oh no, where's Sting? What? And then 
um, Young Bucks and Phantasma were like, okay, fine, we'll just come out then. And so they play their music. Then all of a sudden the lights go out. And then the camera cuts to the rafters, (gasps) which I don't know about you. I didn't see a damn thing in those rafters. I saw absolutely nothing. There was a human, but there was a reason why you didn't. I know, but I, I was just like, what? Why are we looking at empty <laughs> rafters? I, that's what I thought in my head. I'm like, am I, am I supposed to see something? Because am I don't. I missing something? So then what you're supposed to see is a figure that's supposed yes. to be Sting, right? Because that's his thing, right? He, he cuts, comes from the rafters and he's spooky scary man. <laughs> then the lights go out. <laughs> Sorry, I got myself my ooze. The, the lights go back out. And then it goes back on the young bucks and they're like, what, what? And they're like looking around and then the camera pans up and Stang is on top of the entrance ramp. Yeah. Like on, on the, top of the big circle the, on the good it, guy side. Entrance way. I don't know what you call it. It's, yeah. Yeah. So on top of the entrance way circle. The portal. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. It looks like a portal. And jumps and does a crossbody onto everyone on the floor. He, and then literally... Um, uh, Darby and Takagi just run up the ramp and just start beating the shit out of them. <laughs> and I'm just like, did, okay, did, I understand where we were going with this. Did we have to? But we didn't. Did, did, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. Poor Sting. I Sting mean, does bless not, him. Sting does not need to take no. that bump. He just doesn't, right? And, and if it had been wrong. And he still went on to wrestle the entire match. That wasn't the only thing he did. I bet he is soaking in, what is it, tiger cream? Tiger bomb. Tiger bomb. <laughs> I bet he's soaking in it. I mean, I and bet it's in places that are not supposed to be there. <laughs> if that's what he wants to do, God bless him, right? But I just was like, you have two very young men that could have taken that spot, you know, but you also. Wouldn't you want the the bigger person catching the person coming from the top? I mean, th- they were young and small, and they could have been crushed. <laughs> I mean, Sting is a big man. Not even big in that sense. Just, he's tall. He is. He's a tall dude. Yep, he's a big man. <laughs> he's big. Right? So, I mean, I gave this one a three and a half, because again, it's not, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Right? But it just wasn't up to the caliber. And after you had such a great match with the all-Atlantic championship. Yeah. This one was just kind of like, okay, we're settling back down. This is not serious. Like, it was kind of silly at times. Yeah. You know, the Bucks did, like, a bunch of cartwheels and, oh, you know, gosh, all that, that stuff. that was and, weird. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, it was fine. And um, Sting and Darby and Takagi, dudes with attitude, um, go over and they win. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, overall, fine. Yeah. But not one of the best things on this card. Yeah. I'm just rolling right through these. I hope you don't mind. Well, you know what's going to happen, so. I know. That's probably why you are, (laughs) so. So, our next match is for the IWGP US Championship with Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. And can I tell you, this was my match of the night. This was mine, too. This should, in my opinion, could have been the main event. I could have gone home after this match. Even knowing that there was something, you know, coming later, I could have gone home after this match. I mean, this match, like, it was so good and so unexpectedly good. Mm -hmm. It's just, it made me really love wrestling. 
and just sit yeah. there and really enjoy, be like, you know what? Hell yeah. Because it wasn't just a match of two people who are phenomenally gifted and talented and hardworking, but character development was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, hype was there. Like, they both worked, ebbed, flowed together and made this match work. I was just sitting there like, this is so, like, this is the Orange Cassidy I want to see more of. Exactly. Because I miss this Orange Cassidy. And, you know, this wasn't even the match that was supposed to happen. No! The match that we were supposed to get was Will Ospreay versus Andrade. And and honestly, I know, Kara, I know. that's the correct face. That yeah. would have made no sense, right? Oh, yes, listeners, Kara is here as well. Yeah, Kara Kara's <laughs> on the ones and twos for us tonight. Thanks, Kara. <laughs> Doing a little happy dance. So... Yeah, this was supposed to be Andrade, and the reason why it wasn't was because um, Andrade is associated with AAA. Mm-hmm. There were some other people on the roster as well yes. who were unable to participate in Forbidden Door because of that association. Which is interesting, because Penta was also one of those people. And Fe- or Phoenix. And Ray Phoenix, right? I wanted to say Phoenix, but I'm like, no, it's Phoenix. I'm say but um, FDR was allowed to participate I, and they are the triple a tag team champions i didn't want to say anything now we need to talk about it because mm. i don't want it to be that i don't yeah i truly and honestly don't mm-hmm. but the thought did cross my mind and i don't like those thoughts crossing my mind but i think overall basically the main reason why what was told to us was that triple a is in direct competition with another um spanish um or it might be mexican i'm not exactly sure but it's definitely spanish based um wrestling promotion that is partner they are partners with new japan and new japan did not want anyone that was connected to triple a to be on this card to protect the relationship that they had with this other company right so so that's why andrade and fenix and um Penta were not allowed to be on this show. So the only reason that they were allowed for FTR is because they had title belt. Yes. And they were slated to win the IWGP belts. Right. Which was the only change of hands really that happened during this show. Yes. Because every other title stayed on its continent. Yes. <laughs> right? If, I don't know if you noticed that or not. I didn't until later. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yesterday. I was yeah. like, huh. But I, I think overall, all of that aside. Yes. Because that can be a whole other episode that we can do. We could talk for hours. Um, this match, I think, surprised a lot of people. Because mm. no one... And when I say no one, I mean people who are quote unquote big in the wrestling world. Yes. Do not see Orange Cassidy as a main event guy. He's so good. Right? They see him as a comedy wrestler. Yes. Who does his sloth style gimmick. And that's all he's going to be. Kind of like how I think sometimes New Day is seen. Yes. Right? Agreed, but They are in this category of you are the funny ones. You make the kids happy. You sell all there. of the merch and stay over here. Right. Some you can and let's go. Right. You can maybe dabble in some championships every once in a while. We'll give you the tag titles for sure. For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they don't really matter as much. Yeah. Right. Don't get but me any started, Shelby. main 
titles. We'll give you maybe a little bit of a glimpse of it, but we're not going to let you hold on to it. Yeah. Right? I mean, the battle for Kofi alone. Right. But I feel oh. like Orange Cassidy really shut some of those people up he really during this match because I Will Ospreay is also one of the biggest names in New Japan and has been for a very, very long time. He's a douche, he but he's is, a good douche. But again, I love it. <laughs> like, I just do. He is so smart. I won't lie. Those, that curly hair is pretty nice. Ooh, pretty yes. nice. And pretty nice. I think the way that he sold Orange Cassidy's moves. It's so important. Because I wrote down this. I said, um, Osprey's facials sold Cassidy's lackluster moves. And what I mean by lackluster, I don't mean bad. No, no, no. Right? I know exactly I mean, what you mean. The energy that he puts behind his moves really isn't that much. Sometimes he'll have a burst of energy yeah. and he'll go crazy. But like, like when he gets like mad, mad. Exactly. But but most uh, of the yes. time he does the kicks or uh, the you know the uh, like slaps or whatever. And sum up the way that Osprey sold everything made you actually believe that that kick hurt. And you know, and not enough people do that for him. No. And that really gave me some respect for him because if you think about it, he could be like this match is beneath me. Oh, he could I don't have been need a total I don't dick. need to do any of this shit. Like I I have a name over in New Japan, like I this is just a paycheck for me. I can just cut my check and leave, See, right? But he didn't do that. And one of the things that I talked about that I really appreciate the stakes in acting. Like everything has to have high stakes or nothing's going to work. Yeah. New Japan Mm. is at a level of mastery, yeah. in my opinion, when it comes to understanding stakes within the world of wrestling. Every match, it's like, I am going to die if I don't win this title. Exactly. It's like somebody's got my family in the back all tied up and <laughs> roped up and they got guns to their heads. Like, everything is that important. So I think that's what worked so well for Orange Cassidy is to have a partner who understands like how to take the circumstances that you're in and just go with them and make them better. Yeah. And I think that's, I'm, I was so excited to watch it, but I was floored. I was floored at how beautifully that those two work together. And yeah. it, I know dogs was dogs was crapping on me. He was like, well, he's not going to be flying like high flying, which is fine. Like I would love to see that. We're going to see it. I know he really wanted to show Kara that <laughs> I want to see those two. We'll go sit down and we'll watch him Kara. It'll be Honestly, fine. Y'all just go, just go look up on YouTube. Will Ospreay. Yeah. Like you will be able to see all of the high flying shit that he's talking about. And I, he is very famous for yes. that. And he really didn't do a lot of that in this match, but I didn't care. That's and the point. I, yes. I am a fan of Will Ospreay because again, PWG. Yes. Right. And I have seen a lot of matches where he goes crazy flips, right. And does crazy stuff. I did not care that I didn't see that in this match because of the storytelling that you were saying. And because he's a good wrestler who yeah. can adapt at the drop of a hat. And that is what I think is the reason why I have very specific loves of wrestler types. Like mm. any wrestler who is able to adjust, like move, ebb, flow with anyone is just as important to me as someone who can do flips and back like, and like somersaults and shit. Sure. Like, I gained a lot of respect for Will Ospreay mm -hmm. after watching this match. Yeah. And I, I mean, 
This one matched in the night for me. It I was mean, it was a five. I'm so, yay! Like I I can't help it. Like yay! it was. I was hoping so you'd give much it a five. fun. I didn't see hardly anything wrong with this. If I did, it was very minuscule. I didn't even care if I did. Yeah. I, I was so enveloped. I was yeah. so involved in everything that was happening. It was great. It was such a good match. And, um, I mean, Will Ospreay retains, but... I mean, I was so mad, but I wasn't mad. There like, was a little bit of hope that I was like, hoping oh because it was the U.S. title. So, I like, know. it's not like it's a huge major title over but there. But it's still, but he deserves a title. I, I agree. Well, I... I agree, and I also don't agree at the same time, just because he doesn't need one. Fair. I don't think he needs one to be elevated, honestly. That's true. So if he were to get one, I think it'd be cool. But be fun. I think that he <coughs> is fine where he is right now, and I don't think he needs a title. But it would have been kind of cool. It would have been really cool. would have been a big swerve to be like, hey, now like our secondary title is now on this show now. <laughs> Which I think th- that's what this show was missing a little bit, was... I mean, since none of the titles really changed hands except for the tag titles, yeah. um, you don't really have that swerve of like, oh, is it going to show up over here or are they going to go to Japan or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But maybe there'll be more of that in the future. I think I think so. Yeah. I think this partnership has only just begun. I hope so. Because, yeah. All right. So <laughs> we're at the match. <laughs> okay. Listeners, <laughs> I am going to take off my headphone. And I'm going to walk away <laughs> and I'm going to be in the corner of kayfabe outpost one. And you're going to understand why in a second. <laughs> okay. While she's doing that. Also rip to anyone with headphones. Yeah. That's why you're going back in the corner. Yep. So while she's doing that, making her way to the corner, um, I'll set this match up. So we have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson's mystery opponent. So basically what happened was Brian Danielson is of course injured right at like everybody else and he was not cleared to compete at uh at forbidden door or blood and guts right so yeah so everyone was upset about that he's like no but wait guys it's totally fine because i have a mystery opponent that is going to not only come and take my place at forbidden door but is also going to take my place at for at blood and guts because this is going to be a new blackpool combat club member and so of course everyone is like speculating and like getting all excited and brian's like teasing it and he's like well i'm a heel so i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> you're just gonna have to find out Yes, the hint was the the best technical wrestler in the world. That's what he said. That's who was going to take his place. So we get to this match, and Zack Sabre Jr. makes his, his entrance, which Zack Sabre Jr. is great. He's a great British man and very great chain wrestler. And then everything gets a little quiet. And <laughs> I wonder if you can actually hear you over there. That would be really funny. So we... It gets quiet, and then all of a sudden, everything turns a little bit red. And then the Swiss flag pops up. Claudio Castagnoli is all elite. And all is right with the world in Gina Belmont's life because her husband is now all elite. 
I mean, listeners. Sorry, let me put my headphones back on. Yeah. I mean, we kind of all thought that this was a possibility, <gasps> right? And we, I, I prayed, y'all. I, I prayed. I will give Gina credit, y'all. She called this. I did. She I said, he's going to debut at Forbidden Door. He's going to be there. The best part was he wasn't supposed to. Nope. He was not supposed to. But I think my will was mm-hmm. so strong. Wait, did your will um, injure Brian Danielson? No, wait, don't say that. <laughs> no, wait, no. That was strong. That was strong, and I'm upset now. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no. 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 But oh my gosh, y'all! When I say I blacked out for a little bit because I fell to the floor crying. Yeah. I got so excited. I did. I screamed, and I want to go ahead and publicly apologize to Chris Barnes's <laughs> left ear, specifically the left, specifically ear. the left ear, um, because. <laughs> Please don't sue me for any further possible damages that could come from the utter, I don't know, blood-curdling scream that came from me of pure joy and excitement at seeing my husband debut. But I am sorry, and I'm sorry if you are having a hard time hearing now from it. Dude, he looked so happy. (laughs) He looked so happy to be there. He looked like he was radiating like thousands of rays of sunshine and just oh he looked relaxed and calm and confident and cool and mm. there was Mm. this is a trend that i see happening with a lot of ex-wwe people who come over to aew and debut there's just a relief on their face that i think people are excited to see them Honestly. Right? Because you had it with Ember Moon or Athena, right? Yes. You you had it with a few other people. And I feel like you had it with Claudio because the look on his face was just like, shit, they remembered me and they're excited I'm here. The, and the pop, the pop that he got. I think I cried harder the yeah. second time when I watched it. Because yeah. Monday morning, I literally put it on repeat. Like, just... Yeah, his entrance. I shared it on every single one oh. of our social media accounts because it was the pop was deafening. And I will say this is something that I kind of have a criticism for with AEW as a whole when they have debuts like this. Hmm. They the first thing that we see as an audience at home is the crowd. Oh, but it built it built so well. I know, but I don't like that. Oh, I, I, I want to <laughs> I want to react when the crowd reacts like I want to pop just as hard. Right, oh. but uh, we didn't know for sure oh, see, until I, we saw the Swiss flag up there. See, I right? have to disagree with you, and okay. here's why: because hearing that pop, the amount of adrenaline that went to my heart of going, "Oh shit, am I right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, am I right?" <laughs> and then that moment of, "Oh shit, did I miss it? Did they say it?" And like the <laughs> conflicting moment, and then just the turn and the pan. That's when I started crying. Sobbing, actually sobbing. Yeah, um, on the floor. On the floor, sobbing. Yeah, um, which is is fine because that's the same. Oh. I had a very similar reaction when, when Adam, Adam Cole debuted. Oh my! You know, gosh. it's it's just a, an excitement because someone that you really enjoy watching, right? Yes. And just enjoy following things that they do, 
because we both follow human. like their stuff outside of wrestling oh my gosh it's just it's great to see someone that you truly truly like back on your screen yes and accessible in, for you to watch every week in you know? the place they deserve to be right where they deserve to be seen and heard it is clear that there's a reason people wanted him so bad yeah there's a reason I think it took him so long is that he had to find out for himself that he was worth mm-hmm. that. And I think that's why it took so long and why he waited and why he had that amazing um, manager with him to go mm. around. I think that the manager just took him around to help build. I don't know. I'm Claudio. I'm, I'm honey, my <laughs> darling. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you're very confident and a wonderful person. Right. But you know, there are there are times when it's important to have that boost and that reminder of like no you don't understand how many people really appreciate you and really respect all of your work all that you do because you've been in such a situation where you haven't been and you haven't been appreciated well it's amazing what people can do when you don't put them in a box anymore Bruce Pitchard, you piece of shit. you know like it it's it's amazing what can happen because this match oh was stellar it was great oh. and i i think he debuted at a at the perfect time he did but i mean what i heard was this was not the original plan it was not the original plan was for him to debut at the first ring of honor pay-per-view see and that makes sense because i talked about that with dogs as well yes. that night and i said i understand like but i have just this strong feeling that he's gonna debut tonight yeah even though it makes sense for him to debut when they have something for Ring of Honor. And I get it. Mm-hmm. But I just, I knew, I knew, I knew for weeks. I was like, this is what's happening. Well, and I think it the stars kind of aligned when Danielson got injured. Yeah. And I what I heard was Danielson went to Tony Khan and was like, hey, I have my replacement. This is my idea. And it was Claudio. And he was oh. like, oh, that's funny. I already have him under contract. <laughs> <laughs> you know danielson was like are you shitting me right he's now? like oh okay great so we can go forward with that oh my gosh you know um, and you know regal was so excited yeah oh my gosh that man doesn't speak anything bad about claudio no Castagnoli. i mean it's just oh so, so ex- words don't even no i can't i gave this a five i gave it a ten i know you did it was a 10. I know you did. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I mean, it was it was great. And I feel like whatever was supposed to come after was immediately going to suffer. And I feel like the next match kind of did a little bit. Yes. Just because. But there was nowhere on that. No placement on that card no. that, that it wasn't going to happen with. No. Right. So I think it was placed fine. Right. Yeah. But. I just feel like anything, and we talk about this all the time, like anything yeah. that happens after a, a big debut or a big match that has a lot of high energy, the next one yeah. after it's going to suffer a little bit. So really quickly before we move on, just because there were a couple of things I did want to point out because mm-hmm. I had watched enough. So point number one, if you go on YouTube and look up Cesaro's, not Cesaro's, Claudio's and like entrance music, <laughs> It has a name. It does. It has a great name. It's my favorite thing in the world. What is it? 
uppercut swingfinny because it's yeah it's 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 so good yeah it's because great. he has to have a pun in everything he does yeah and it made me so happy um but then the last thing because i watched two videos um the morning the next morning on monday um the first one was just watching him come back and like enter you know make yeah. his entrance and the commentary team was just so cute because i don't I think they knew, but I don't think they comprehended. I think they withhold certain things from them just so they can have genuine reactions because to things. Jr. was so excited. Mm. Jr. because anytime because Excalibur being beautiful, Excalibur was like, you know, I've had a lot of experience with um, Claudio Castagnoli and like what's going on and on. And you know, now that he's a new member of the Blackpool Combat Club, Jr. immediately goes, perfect placement. Like, just mm-hmm. without a beat, just completely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right, JR. Um, and then the other one was a video when the press conference right afterwards. Yeah. Y'all, just go watch it. Kid in a candy store. That's what he kept saying. But he- the great thing <laughs> is, is that you need to watch it twice. The first time is to watch Claudio. The second time <laughs> is to watch Tony Khan. Because if you want to understand what my face was the entire time that Claudio was on the screen... That was my face. Yeah. Utter reverence. <laughs> just absolute. Cr- and the hug he gives him at the end. Oh, just yeah. chef's kiss. So also, I won't gush anymore. Because be good. I was so excited to get this to this match. I skipped a match. Oh, you did? The women's match. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> Listeners, I didn't even write that shit down. <coughs> I didn't. Oh, and you know, it wasn't that it was bad. It was Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm, which on a regular pay-per-view, I feel oh. like would have been fine. Yes. But honestly, it was about a three because it was probably the most lackluster um, match of the entire night. Yeah. It was two AEW stars. Yeah. Not like it. And I, so, and I wanted to bring this up because I know that you were upset that yeah. they did not have as many women. Um the research that I have done indicates that three fourths of the roster was busy elsewhere with other things. So, so they had wanted to bring in star, I'm sorry, stardom, stardom. Okay. They wanted to bring in stardom, but I mean, genuinely three fourths of the roster for the women's title over there or division was booked. No. And I understand that. And I, I had heard that as well Yeah, because stardom was, the one that I think would made the most sense because it's actually owned by new Japan. Yeah. Um, owned by the same parent company. Yeah. And I just, I wish it could have been a little bit different and I understand like you feel like you need to have a women's match on here Mm -hmm. because you need to have some women representation, but there are no women in new Japan pro wrestling. Yeah. They have a separate division for like a Mm -hmm. whole other company just for the women. Yeah. So if, if the stardom thing wasn't going to work, then I feel like they just should have not had a women's match. And I, I hate that I have to say I that. I can't believe that you said that. I, I, I don't have a drink other than empty <laughs> water to, to drink that one. Well, I just, to me, it felt forced. It felt can, like, here's our token women's match. I can see Be that. happy with that. Right? And that's kind of what it felt like to me. So, again, it was all right. It wasn't great. Yeah. I, I like Thunder Rosa, but I feel like this whole run has not really been that great. But I think it's because there are not enough 
good, solid well, women but- in their division that they're pushing at the moment. Not that there aren't solid, yeah. good women in their division. They're just not pushing them because a lot of them are injured. Yeah. A lot of people. I mean, half of the roster <sighs> that's injured right now on that list are women. Right? So so, so anyway, I just mm. I, I don't really want to talk about it too much just because I don't want to rag on it. No. Again, it was fine. Yeah. But I feel like it felt like it was, here you go. Here's a women's match. Yeah. You know, and... I don't want to watch it if it's just like a token match, you know, yeah. like I, I want to watch it because it's a good match that I'm going to enjoy. You know what I just thought of? What? You know why you skipped the women's match? Why? Because right after the last match that we were talking about, that's when I thought was the next one. Remember when we were watching it live? I said, oh my God, is this the next one? And then it was the women's match. I said, match. oh my God, is this next? Yeah. That, yes, and I got right. like my heart like in my throat. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why subconsciously it, it, it just, I stuck that there. Yeah. And so, so anyway, moving on. Yes. <laughs> um, so we have our semi-main yes. event, which is um, Jay White versus, okay, I'm going to butcher this name, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. <laughs> versus Hangman Page versus Adam Cole. And I feel like this was for Jay White's title, which was for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Yes. I feel like going in, this is what, this is the match that everybody envisioned when Forbidden Door was announced. Yes, this right? was. Because you have, yeah. you have Jay White and Adam Cole. You have that relationship. You have Hangman and Okada. You yes. have Hangman and Cole. You have Hangman and White. Like, you have literally all of them have connections to one another, and they all have to deal with New Japan, right? Like, this is what, like, this is, like, first glance, like, this is what the perfect match is supposed to look like. Yeah, and honestly, it was a great match. It was really good storytelling. You had bits and pieces where, like, oh, Adam man. Cole and Jay White were fighting. Oh, and the, the tension there. Oh, Ooh, was Oh, so good. I, you know, I'm not a heel person, but I'm really digging Jay White. He's great. I'm really digging him. He's I, great. Oh, he's past the slimy. He's just the, the slimy mixed with the, this is who I am. What the, what the hell are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. Very like, I know, I don't, I don't want to say this. I don't know if it's a slur or not, but very, um, <laughs> very limey. Right. Is that a slur? Is that a British slur? Sorry, British listeners, if you're listening. I, I, very, I'll be honest. I don't know that one. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll be educated later. Cool. Um, but very slimy, like, yeah, you like, know. Yeah. I like Iago. it. Yeah. Iago from Shakespeare. Absolutely. That's exactly who he is. And a lo- uh, they have a lot of characters like that over in Japan. That's because they focus so heavily on character development, which is why everything works so well. That's why the storytelling is so great. And that's why the storytelling in this pay-per-view was so great. Yes. was because of that. And I think you can only learn from that. Suck on that, WWE. And I feel like I, I'm torn oh. with this match because... I love Adam Cole so much. You do? Right? Like, he is one of my... One He's of number my t- one. Yes. You top just tier. He's number one. Yes. He's he, number one wrestler husband. He is. He, he, is. he has surpassed Finn. I'm so sorry, Finn. I'm oh, so sorry. Shit. I'm so sorry. He gonna come get you. <laughs> None of them listen to this show. Let's be real. None of them are gonna know about any of this. Claudio will. 
<laughs> well, yeah, you have a supportive one. <laughs> but yeah, he is he is top tier wrestling husband for me, right? And he does so much good stuff outside of W. Or, sorry, outside of AEW that like he's just he's just a good person overall. He is. He really I, it is. feels like it, right? I mean, whatever he may be on the inside, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but like what he presents to the world is very wholesome and very nice, and yes, I really just enjoy genuine. it. That being said, <laughs> comma, however, I feel like going into a match injured is a bad idea, no I, matter what the injury is. I don't. Right? Because he has been injured for a while now, and there have been multiple injuries that he has been dealing with, just like Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. right? And he has been sidelined and been on commentary for a while. His last match was in May, right? When he was announced that he was going to be like when it was announced that he was going to be on this mm-hmm. um, card, I was really nervous Yeah. because, one, he hadn't wrestled since May. Two, he's supposed to have a shoulder injury. And it's very clear that it's real. Yeah. Right? This is not a worked injury. Otherwise, it would have played out in the match, right? And see, I think this is a perfect way to segue into this conversation we've been planning on having. Yes. So... At first, when I started thinking about it, my concern was that somebody was not training these wrestlers right. But the more I thought about it, almost all of these you know, people who are injured are veterans, have been yes. doing this for a long time, know what to do, know how to take care of their body and where their limit is. So then it got me thinking, if somebody backstage is being too hype of a hype man to push people to go, 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 go. Oh, snap. It broke. (laughs) So, yeah, because I'm trying to figure it out because if it's on the women's side too, I'm just trying, you know what I mean? Like It's a collective problem, right? Yeah, so and I, I, I do agree with you. I think it is something internally, and that is the mindset yeah. that we got to go big, right? And we, I we get gotta, that. Yeah, we got to go big. We got to be better than the competition. We got to do stuff that is different <sighs> from what the competitor is doing, right? We have to be different. Yeah. So we're going to do hardcore and we're going to do these crazy style matches that you're not going to see on the other channel. Yeah, get on a rocket ship, go as right? fast and as far as you can until it explodes. Because it's going to make you turn the channel over to us. Yes. Right? I understand that philosophy. There's a limit. There should be. There's supposed to be. Yeah. And Every action has an equal opposite reaction. Exactly. And I feel when you go into a match <clears throat> injured, you already have it in your head like okay I gotta take it slow or I gotta I can't do this or I can do that you know like there's a lot of stuff that you probably have to think about that you wouldn't normally have to think to think about if you were healthy yeah right so that being said the match was great it was until the finish yes and it was like the last minute and a half not even that of the match so Okada goes for the Rainmaker, which is mm. his basically his buckshot lariat. And he's great, right? by the way. His oh. his speed is phenomenal. Still 
listeners, this is a match that you need to go back and watch. Yes. Simply for Okada because Okada, Okada is, has wow. a star power. He's like freaking Justin Bieber over there. It feels I don't like. blame him. I, right? I was all into him. Like it was insane the amount of pop that he got over here. Yeah. So I can just imagine what oh it's like gosh. over there. And he is very pretty. He right. Is. And very, he is very, very he's a very good looking guy mm-hmm. and wrestles like his life depends on it. Right. So he goes for the Rainmaker on Adam Cole. Something happens. Mm-hmm. It as of this recording, it is very conflicting on what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Some reports say it was a concussion. Some reports say that he injured his shoulder further because he had a torn labrum is what his what his injury was going into this match. So it looked like from the footage that it was more to his shoulder. Okay, that's much better than a concussion. Or is it? A lot of reports are coming out in favor of the concussion. I don't know if that's just protocol or. I mean, I appreciate it if it is. Yeah. I want to go back and watch it just because off the top of my head going back, I'm trying to think of when and where that could have happened. It had, it had to have been during the rainmaker because what happened was, yes, because rain, he dodges the rainmaker. Yeah. Rolls out of the way. Uh White comes in, hits his finish on Okada, but then pins Adam Cole for the win. So, what I have heard is the speculation on this is that White found out that Cole was injured, right? Oh, Cole was the a- other Rainmaker earlier on. No, so the last one. So the Rainmaker that was supposed to set up the finish. Because what was supposed to happen was Cole dodges the Rainmaker, is supposed to land, go right into White for Jay White's finish. He mm-hmm. hits, Jay White hits his finish on Adam Cole and then pins him. That was what was supposed to happen. Yes. That did not happen because Adam Cole ducked out and rolled to the side after the Rainmaker. So White was not set up. He was not set up to receive Jay White's finish. Noticing that, then he realized something was wrong, therefore did that. Hit his finisher on Okada because Okada was standing right there. And that's what he had to do. And then then went over. Understood now. Got it. Because Cole was supposed to take the pin. Which would have been great for character yes and the fight for them and because if you think about it like cole had was the only one that could have taken the pin in this match yeah because if you like the stakes weren't high enough yeah. for for hangman and i mean to pin okada would be oh i think that'd be suicide um, well yeah because they have a whole feud going on because jay white just beat okada for that title like that would already be too much right and then yeah. if you pin Hangman, that doesn't make any sense because yeah, Hangman's he been has, over here for the whole yeah, five minutes. Yeah, it's like he had nothing to do with this. This match was good, and Hangman was great in it, right. but he was a piece. So he it's he like, was in there. If, so if the guy that you're supposed to, is supposed to take the pin for the loss, if he gets injured, you just have to immediately stop the match. You just have to take the pin. Yeah. Right? No matter what it looks like, no matter if it doesn't look like it makes any sense, because if the person who is supposed to take your finish can't get up anymore, then you just have to you just yeah. have to cut to the end. Yeah. Right. So it, I don't know. It made sense, and I think like going forward, if he is injured, 
then I think he could probably use this in a story, right? Like you could be like, Jay White could be like, oh, I injured you so bad. Like you couldn't even get up or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It's a lot sloppier than what they'll probably do. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying. Yes, I'm there. Like regardless, like of what it looks like, I think you can still further the story and it would still make sense. Yes, I think that they've saved themselves with that. I think this is going to fire up a lot of critics. Mm-hmm. And this is going to fire up a lot of shit talking on the internet about how they can't keep their their talent, you know, safe. I think it already has. And I think it's only going to get worse mm-hmm. if Adam is out. Yeah. To have your your main people out. Yeah. That many people out, that's not good. Man. Well, cuz you have Punk. Punk is gone. Is gone right now. Danielson is gone. Omega. Omega has, has been, been gone, gone for a Lord while. Have mercy. Um, Cole potentially gone. Yep. You have, a, and then a whole list of your undercard that's also gone too. Yeah. You know, Athena's hurt now too, isn't she? I don't know. I haven't heard that one. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was. Uh, she might be. I don't know. Let's just add to the list. Let's just. Let's not. In case she's not. <laughs> let's just not. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're not, Athena. I hope you're okay. Yeah. And I mean, everyone who is injured and Adam Cole, like I, I wish a speedy recovery yes. for everyone and. I hope that it isn't a concussion, but I, if it is, I hope they're taking it seriously yeah. and he can get the rest and recovery that he needs. Um, I mean, I I still gave this a four just because the match itself was still really good. I do hate it. Yeah. That it, that because it is always how you leave it, right? Yeah. The match can be five star until it's not, and then that one moment, yeah, can make a difference. Yeah, and. I mean, we're at our main, so we're we are. we're doing good. Gina. Also, I did just make a realization. <laughs> this is one of the first times that in a pay per view, Britt has not wrestled. Yeah, I was just like, oh, because she's not champion anymore. I know, but it's still like, dang, like I didn't even think about that. I was like, man, I didn't even see Britt. In yeah, this because one. she she wrestled the last pay per view yeah. with the Owen Hart tournament and thing before that. <laughs> Before that. Well, it's because I she's mean she's been champ for so long. Well, poor thing, she's been carrying that women's division for Lord a little bit. Mercy so. deserves a break. Yeah. So our final match of the night of the Odyssey that was <laughs> Forbidden yeah. Door was John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the interim AEW championship. So yeah. basically, the lead up to this, long and short of it, CM Punk's injured. He got injured. Pretty soon after he won the title on a it, random dynamite, no yeah. less, not even the pay per view, uh, broke his foot. Oh my god! Yeah, so he's That's officially yes. what it is. Officially, he broke his foot. He had surgery. It's now all repaired. But that but recovery process. That's gonna be a while. Broken bone. Lord have That's mercy. gonna take a while to heal. So they decided oh my god. exactly. They decided to do an interim tournament. Right. So basically it was a long convoluted, you know, chain of events. Long story short, Moxley qualified to wrestle Tanahashi for the interim title. Now, this was one that I felt like was a little predictable. Yes. Just because I know Uh, that. You can't really. (laughs) I mean. You could. It would be really tough to do it. I know that Tanahashi is one of the top people over in new japan he really is and the g1 i don't know if you're familiar with the g1 circuit Nay. so the g1 circuit is basically this big huge wrestling tournament over in japan that 
everyone in New Japan participates in. And there's all these brackets and different nights and different levels. And it's just, it's a crazy, like, WrestleMania style mm. event. Okay. Tanahashi is involved with the G1. Of course he is. So if he were to have won this match, the a- the interim AEW title would have been off of TV for about five weeks. <laughs> so I don't think that Tony Khan would let that happen. Absolutely. Tony Khan would, would <laughs> rather cry blood. Your top title? No. <laughs> not on the show for five weeks? Yeah. So once I found that out, I was like, okay, so I kind of know who's going to win this match. I mean, truthfully, like, Honestly, as soon as they announced the interim, I was like, well, it's got to be John. Sure. I, I knew. Well, I John knew. was the COVID champion. COVID champion. You know? But also, especially with everything else going on, with how he brought, essentially, not, not even essentially, how he made this thing happen. Oh, for sure. This is, he's been doing the legwork behind I the mean, scenes for to years. make this happen. Yeah. So... Honestly, it had to be John. Like, there was no one else. I'm glad and that it was. Cause, I know. Because he ended up winning. Yeah. And so, John Moxley's the interim champion right now, which probably means he's going to hold it until Punk gets back. I mean, truthfully, that's what it's got to be, because I, if I, they give it yeah. to someone else, that's going to cause a whole ton of shit storm. Well, it depends on how long Punk is gone. Yeah. You know, I mean. I'm sure they're going to be like, okay, we'll hold it out as long as we can. Yeah. If Punk has to go past that, they might just drop him from it and make him do it all over again. Maybe. I don't know. Because at that point, if like, I don't think that the audience will forget because it's CM Punk. No matter. (laughs) Whenever he comes back, it's going to be a huge pop. Because I know that Wardlow is ready to challenge him. Yes, but yeah. And so it's like, that's already there and it was set up a while back, but. We'll see. I Honestly, will, we'll see. I will say with this match, I felt like, I, I don't know, there was a lot more blood in this match than there needed to be. John, you have to save some of your blood <laughs> for the literal next pay-per-view, which is, or not pay-per-view, but event, which is blood and guts. I think what happened, what had happened was, was he didn't mean to cut that deep. Well, no shit. He never does, but he does it every no, time. No, but this one was he hit a he hit something he, because it was a it was a gusher like I, it just literally. I feel bad because I can't gauge anymore. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I mean, I know you can. <laughs> I I sit there and I'm like, damn it, John, you did it. Damn it, John, like come on. See, I'm I'm not a fan of blading. I think it is. I just think it's really dangerous. Yeah, and I feel like for. For this match, it really wasn't needed. Well, the the spot for it too, it was like okay, like if he had like been yeeted like onto that horrible ramp that causes everyone injuries, sure. Like and he face plants right onto it, like Cody did, and like you know, then there's blood everywhere. Like sure, whatever. But every time John does it, I I know he's not trying, but he'll always do the clunky roll off the edge. Mm-hmm. The camera's like awkwardly like above but not fully on him and then he comes up and i'm bleeding and it's like but this this one it came up and it looked like he dunked his face in (laughs) kool-aid like it literally there was no reason for him to be bleeding that much 
five minutes into the match. It looks like he went way too low because normally, like, it's supposed to be where your hairline is. But right. for John, I mean, sorry, John, um, that's not really. You, you know, can't hot it very well. That's not really an option for you. Um, but like, blood- but it looked like he just like went and like like when he went down, maybe he hit it. Maybe like, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not gonna speculate. But it, yeah. There was there was no need for it. Yeah, because Tanahashi didn't have any blood on him at that point in the John, match. John's got a thing with it, and I'm sure Renee is like at home just being like, "I just want one match, babe. Like one where one you don't match. bleed. Just like, one. I, I just want to talk to our girl about one time how you don't have to hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a pro wrestler, though. Yeah, you know, like every match. Well, there's intentional, and then there's wrestling injuries. Sure. But <laughs> I mean. Blood aside. Blood aside. I do feel like this was a good match, but I again, this one was also also suffered from the lackluster build. Yeah. From this well, because Tanahashi again. I know I keep saying this about a lot of people on this card. Yeah. But that's because they got the top people to be on this they card. They did. With obvious and good reason. Tanahashi is is the cream of the crop over there. Yeah, he's right. And if we had just a little bit of an inkling like just something so, that advertised him as being like this is a terrible analogy but the elton john of wrestling <laughs> over there right like the epitome of wrestling right oh now i'm imagining him with the big star sunglasses yeah but the <laughs> hair makes sense though okay right? that's true um so the funny thing was is that <laughs> right before the match, there was actually a really great um, little segue that they had about, like, you know, because John very clearly has wanted to go against uh, against this man for years. And he's like, I know you're avoiding me, and I know that you're just scared. Right. And then Takahashi was like... Um, I haven't been avoiding you. I've just been waiting for you to get on my level. And I was like, oh, oh, snap. <laughs> get him. Like, that is true. I forgot about that. It was a good, I was like, oh, snap. Like, it was a classic good promo. But I understand, like, I would have loved to have seen more videos of him with other matches, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah. but I did giggle at that one because I was like, man, that's like. That's just as about as classic wrestling crap talk as you can get. Yeah, it's like you're not good enough for it's me like, to oh, wrestle you. Oh, it took you me. Yet. It took me. You know, only about a year to get popular, but uh, it took you about four years to even get on my level. Yee! So it's like, <laughs> I love it. Got him. I mean, I would have rated this match of like a four and a half until the end of it, yeah. because you know the finish happens. John Moxley goes over. He's the new interim champion. Oh, you didn't like that? And yes. Okay. Yeah. There you we know, go. we can have him stand tall, hold up the title, end credits roll. We can go home from there. Yes. But it didn't end there. No. We had what I felt like was a completely unnecessary brawl, which ended up turning into a commercial for Blood and Guts, which I understand if you want to promote your next big show. Right, which is this, you know, the next this Wednesday, Wednesday right? Yeah. But you already had that throughout the entire show. In you little had segment moments, yes. You had the 
you had the Jericho Appreciation Society match. That was basically a big commercial for Blood and Guts. Yeah. You had a segment backstage with Jericho throwing a fireball in someone's face and for talking no reason. for talking about Blood and Guts, right? For that no was the reason. second one. You had Claudio's debut, which they talked nonstop about Blood and Guts. How he's going to be in Blood and Guts and Right, all of that. exactly. Yeah. You didn't need to have a brawl at the end where everyone who's going to be at Blood and Guts come out. You could have just ended it with John Moxley having his moment, standing in the middle of the ring, and basking in that glory. Right? So, like it to me, mm, it didn't make much sense. I see that. I see that. I also at first felt that way, but I'm really interested because all of a sudden, when Kingston comes out, he's talking shit at Claudio. He's tossing up a storm. I'm sitting there like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And apparently they've got beef. They do. Which I didn't know anyone could have beef with Claudio because he's a good human being. Um, but if they had taken out every other possible segment from the beginning and kept this because there was character development and stuff like that, would you have felt differently or would you still have been upset? I think if this segment at the end of this match Mm -hmm. was when Claudio debuted, I think I would have been less upset. That's fair. But since he had debuted earlier on the card Mm -hmm. and had a match that basically promoted blood and guts. That's why I had an issue with it. That's fair. It would have made more sense to me. Not that I wouldn't have wanted him to wrestle. Oh, that's, no, no, I'm no, not no, saying no. that at all. <laughs> but I'm just Don't saying, get a part of this if that's what you are going for at the end of this pay-per-view, because Claudio ended up coming out and helping he did. the baby faces have the advantage. Well, baby faces in air quotes. If yeah. you can count John Moxley and Eddie <laughs> Kingston as baby faces. <laughs> But apparently, anti, anti, what is it? Anti-hero? Anti-hero, yeah. sure. But, um, but yeah, so I wasn't like, it didn't ruin the match for me and it definitely didn't ruin the pay-per-view for me, but I, I don't feel like it was actually necessary. I feel like you could have that. ended the show with Moxley in the center, basking in, you know, the championship glory oh. and, <laughs> you know, it would have been better. I think, in my opinion, it would have ended the show a little bit better. It felt a little raw. It felt like something that I have seen on on the end of a dynamite for the past three weeks. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. I'd give you that. I was already going to watch Blood and Guts. You already had me. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't have to keep, you know, you struck all. You don't have to keep digging. <laughs> right. Like it's it's fine. Yeah. Um. I mean, so I gave it a four. For this match, yeah. I would have given it a four and a half if the brawl didn't happen. <laughs> Ooh. But, um, so I think overall, and I don't know, you can say different if you want to, but I gave this pay-per-view a four overall. I felt like it was... I'm I'm trying to not be biased, and I'm doing the math minus how I feel about Claudio. (laughs) Are you going to give this a five just because Claudio did No, I'm going to be a responsible adult, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) That's fine. You you do what you want to do. I'm I'm doing the math in my head. I'm staring off into the corner. I didn't do math. I just said a number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without getting obnoxiously in your face, like about percentages and stuff. And, You're and not decimals. gonna go. Do not do not give me a four point six on this. Do not. Oh, you were generous. I was gonna give it a four point twenty five. 
just to screw with you. Listeners. <laughs> I don't, un- uh, you know what? I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> that one was even fake. I wasn't really going to do it. And then I was like, mm, maybe I should. <laughs> no, but no, honestly, yeah. Four is fair. Four yeah. is fair. Um, I mean, this was a great show. I enjoyed it immensely. It makes me want to watch New Japan, yes. which I think is, you know, it, it set out, it, it did what it set out to do. Yes. Right. Because, you know, New Japan wants to expand their market. AEW wants to expand their market. And I feel like it did that because mm-hmm. you had us over here in the States that now I'm like, well, now I definitely want to watch yeah. New Japan content and then vice versa with, you know, New Japan audience getting to see AEW people do. So I think yes. it did its job. Um, but yeah, you want to do Ignorant Slut? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm I trying do. to think because... I mean, I have one in my head. It's super harsh, but that's kind of how I go these days. I mean, you, you hold back no bars. I, I don't. So, I don't. No um, bars. There you go. I honestly think for me, my ignorant slut was the women's match. I, I to be just, honest, I thought you were going to do something more harsh, but yes, uh, like that's fair. That's I, fair. It was the it was the worst match on the card for me, and that was including stuff on the pre-show. And I, again, I just can't, I can't get it out of my head that it was just put there to be like, here's your women's match. Don't yell at us on the internet. Yeah. We did the thing to make like, you see? happy. But it, oh, you got to be quicker than that. But it wasn't, it didn't make sense. It didn't further anything. Like, well, not only that, but like there was no buildup between Tony and Thunder Not really. Rosa. Not really. Like Tony's good. Like Tony could, if she had had the buildup, the proper buildup, I feel like she could have taken it. Personally, like no offense to Thunder or Tony, I actually would have liked it if Jade was on this card. I would. Like, if it was, for, I would if, like if that the TBS to be documented title. at what time that happened. <laughs> I would like to know the exact time. Look, that woman is amazing. I'm just saying, I feel like the TBS title has more of a storyline right now than the women's title it's does. It's so true. And it really is. The the fight around that is actually way more interesting. So, I would have preferred that. <laughs> you know what? It's not going to be real, my actual ignorance love. But you know what? My ignorance slut is going to be the fact that Malcolm Bivens wasn't on this pay-per-view. Damn right. <laughs> That's right. He Malcolm Bivens. A, son of a bitch. <laughs> now goes by Stokely Hathaway. No, like Malcolm Bivens. He, yes. No, but he should have been, been on, on commentary here. or something. something. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know what? I think I might actually keep that. Sure, that's fine. I think I'm going to keep that. I mean, this pay-per-view was really good, so it might be hard to find ignorance. I know. <laughs> it's like, well, damn it. No, if it could have been perfect, I would have wanted that. Well, I don't really have to ask who your EST is, <laughs> but you can just say it for, you know, for posterity reasons. Claudio. Claudio. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm so excited. Welcome to the fam. Yay. We're so happy you're here. Yay. We have cookies. It's great. <laughs> I have. Oh, my gosh. It was so exciting. Yeah. That moment was so awesome. I think I I was also going to say Claudio, but for the sake of not doubling up I here, mean, could. it's fine. I'm going to say Orange Cassidy. I because I mean, truthfully, yes, that match was ugh. by far the best match on the card for me, and it was that's what wrestling just about. great and the and just having him be. At such an elevated status, like with someone who is so good yeah, and can meet him on his level and you actually get to see how good he is, like you, you couldn't have asked for anything better. I hope this bites a lot of people backstage in the ass to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. We slept on this guy. 
like for a yeah, while yeah so long yeah like, i i hope that they've got like 17 bug bites on their ass about this one and that they're all itchy <laughs> and they can't heal it until they get the right cream and give him better opportunities that was an interesting metaphor i'm sorry I don't know you got there. there eventually i got there but yeah it was a yeah you got it was there. long it was like my Elton John reference. It was a little obscure, but like we it, got there. It got there, and I, I started and I finished it, so didn't leave anyone hanging. But yeah, so I, I, I'm sad now thinking like I enjoyed him, but like knowing like how good he is now, man, it makes me a little sad that I haven't seen that until now. But I'm excited to see where he goes from here, and mm-hmm. I hope that they book him right, mm-hmm. not just funny. So congratulations to Claudio and Orange. This is the first time you both have won the EST for This Is A Takeover. It's Yay! such a great honor to add you to our wall of fame I honestly here. would give a backup uh, shout out to Will Ospreay as well. <gasps> I would. He would be Yay! my backup EST. <laughs> because, that makes I mean, me happy. I mean, truthfully, like watching him, that's one of the first times I've really watched a wrestler that's like, as I'm about to say something and you might faint. Mm-hmm. That's as well-rounded as Johnny Gargano. Mm. I just said that. Really? I just said that. Wow. Because. High praise. I mean, Johnny can do like anything. He can work with anybody. He can, he can come in on short notice. He can mm-hmm. go and work and practice for two weeks, four weeks, like four weeks a month, like whatever. Like he can do anything. Yeah. And I truly believe that watching Will Ospreay during this match, I believe he can as well. And I, I think it's well-deserved. So yeah, runner-up EST is Will Ospreay. I love it. Well, that's, we're just going to wrap it up here. Yeah. Because without David, it's a little awkward. It is a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. So, I mean, I know just off the top of my head, I know we have money in the bank coming up. Oh my God. This weekend. <laughs> and blood and guts. Well, blood well, and we guts, we're not going to cover, gonna cover true, but, but, um, so I am actually going, we'll be recording money in the bank a little bit later yes, because be I'll be vacation. out of town. Um, but but yes, we have Money in the Bank coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure the schedule of Long Walk Talks, but I know that they were just doing Chris's Perfect Tens. Um, the Wreck-It Ralph episode, guys, is really, really good. So if you haven't, <laughs> go listen to the Long Walk Talks episode with Chris's Perfect Ten and talking about uh, Wreck-It Ralph because it is great it's a good episode That's and fantastic. also the movie is just great anyway it's so wholesome it, and the and I need to watch it again it's been the so dichotomy long. of going from stan's perfect tens to chris's <laughs> perfect tens is just really funny <laughs> if you've been listening to this whole series um <laughs> Yeah, it's it. So that's really fun. So I'm not sure what the schedule is on that, but um, I know that they'll be coming up with something soon. Um, So, Gina, if anyone wants to follow you, where can they do that? They can do it on my personal Insta that I barely am on anymore, but it's Broadway underscore baby 1218. I mean, if you want to find my wedding registry and help out, like, I mean. <laughs> Are you literally putting your no, wedding registry no, out to not. the public? Absolutely not. No, but I was like, that's the only other thing I'm on. That's a social media platform. Yeah, just put your address out there, too. Why yeah, not? Why not? <laughs> totally safe. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, if you want to follow me uh, personally, you can do that at Slay All Ray on Instagram. And if you want to follow Long Walk Podcast in general, you can do that on Facebook with Long Walk Podcast or Long Walk Productions. Um, On Instagram and uh, Twitter, you can follow us at, oh, sorry. 
I had this rehearsed in my head. You're fine. You're so fine. There's so many handles, There's so guys. Many. There's so many. So you have, um, for this, uh, ugh. This is great. This is great content. <laughs> I love this so much. This has been such a long episode. <laughs> my mouth is tired. David, don't isolate that. Um, <laughs> um, so if you want to follow us on Instagram, that is um, Long Walk Podcast as well on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow this as a takeover on Instagram, you can do it th- at this under. Ugh, this is a takeover. And this underscore pod on Twitter. I did it. You did it. I did all of them. I did it once and I never did it again because, you know, (laughs) and I didn't have as many handles as you did. I only have had one glass of wine, guys. What is wrong with me? Words are hard, girlfriend. They're fine. (laughs) You're fine. (sighs) Well, anyway, for this is a takeover. I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Beaumont. And you don't have to be caught up to the main roster. You're doing fine where you're at. (laughs) 